uh, well, I said uh, it's short for Estefania, <laughs> and because I I could not pronounce Estefania as a child, and he was like, "Oh, that's pretty sweet," and I was like, "Yeah, it is," <laughs> and that was the end of that. Brunch, hit it, boys. You know why Brunch is the best podcast in the world? Why is that? Because we never fucking sound like one of these shitty-ass podcasts where one person is using the fucking mic from his MacBook, which MacBooks, when they first came out with these, uh, with, like, the built-in mics, they thought they were hot shit, and everything sounds bad on them. Yeah, I I fucking... One of the things that I will give us credit for is that we always try to sound as good as we can. Uh, we put in the yeah. money. We put in the effort. There's nothing worse than like listening to a podcast and in like the first five minutes finding out that one person is recording themselves on a potato. And so yeah. like the first couple times, uh, 95, when I decided I was going to like check out pardon my take, I uh, it was a few months into it and I went back and I started listening to the early ones. And they, I mean, they, they sounded bad for until they got to New York and then even then they sounded bad for a little while. Um, but I was like, oh my God, it is wild that they can sound this bad and it can be in this whole, this, the actual content is really, really good. Like, yeah, it's, what would you it, say? It sounded like they were speaking into a tin can. Yeah. Like 95% of podcasts sound like both people should go to jail for <laughs> fucking putting people through the sound of that podcast. Um, but this is because uh, you and I, we just keep missing each other. We're never in the same place anymore. You were in uh, Tampa, Florida, wonderful city, and I'm currently in Minneapolis. Uh, haven't, can't totally tell whether it's a wonderful city. I love it so far, but uh, I've spent uh, 100% of my time either in a hotel or a mall. Yeah, I've noticed that you spent all of your time in the Mall of America. Yeah, like well, because Radio Rose at the Mall of America, and some of the uh, the Patriots are staying at the Mall of America, and the Eagles are staying at the Mall of America, and a lot of both of their availability is at the Mall of America. Not that I've gone to either teams. Of, I haven't gone to to a sports thing uh, since uh, the opening night thing, which is very very weird. Like a year and a half ago, I probably would have had like a fucking meltdown over it. Uh, but times change, content needs change, and uh, me and our guy Adam are just having the fucking time of our lives doing stupid things in the mall. I did a um, – the Patriots have a 24-hour thing uh, on their website. It's called the Not Done Network, and they've got this big, huge space in the Mall of America where they're shooting stuff constantly. Like everything, there's, there's always something on. So I went on it yesterday – and the two hosts had no idea who I was. And right before we went on, one of them was like, hey, so uh, like, what were your takeaways from Patriots stuff today? Just so like we have a good jumping off point. And I was like, just I, I'm, I haven't gone. I don't go to these things. Just say anything and I'll I'll we'll, we'll bullshit. We'll be fine. And we were. It was fun. Mall of America. Wild place, though. It looks like it. I've never been, but it looks like a fucking crazy ass time. Yeah, uh, the uh, 
Their, okay. their, their social media is extremely thirsty. So if you post anything from the Mall of America, they're like, whoa, looks like someone's having fun. <laughs> that is a crazy – that's like a really crazy thing because the Mall of America is fucking huge and there are a million people there almost all the time, aren't there? And like especially this yeah. week. So that person is just – going through their timeline tweeting at everybody who says anything about the mall of america yeah what's weird is that uh there's not like anybody can just pretty much go up to anything at the mall of america like radio row is essentially in a food court so if you're at the food court you're pretty much on radio row so you you can just walk by like yell shit at people uh just do whatever but it's uh it's good. It's a uh, it's a, a fun little wild time. Uh, but I haven't done anything nearly as cool as you did when you were in Tampa because you sat next to Taylor Kitsch at the skills competition. It was like the weirdest turn of events because uh, initially I didn't even get a ticket to go down to Tampa uh, for Saturday for the skills competition. But uh, because the Bruins giveaway was only Sunday to Monday. But I decided that I wanted to go down for Saturday and kind of check out the scene, get my bearings a little bit right before the uh, instead of just going on Sunday and going for the all star game. Yeah, uh, because that's a really quick, quick trip. Mm. Uh, And I wanted to do some work down there uh, for CBS. So I went I flew down on my own dime on Saturday and then uh, I didn't have a ticket to the ticket or 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 I didn't have a ticket to the skills competition on Saturday. So I asked the NHL if they could give me a last second credential they did they were very very kind um but then i got an email from the uh the nhl's pr person and they were like hey sorry we don't have enough room in the press box for you because you were so last second so instead what we did is we left you a ticket at the the ticket office um but here's the thing you're sitting next to taylor kitsch who's our guest for the weekend uh, and he's going to be with his buddies and you're not allowed to say what him and his buddies are talking about. And I was like, you know that... what? Yeah. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was I, like, uh, yeah, that is totally fine. When, uh, when you sent, so you sent me a screen grab of that. Uh, I was, I, I was carrying something. I was, I was moving at the time and I like saw the text like light up and I could see you, you had said, dude in all caps with some sort of screen grab and i was like what the hell could this be and i read it and i was like that's awesome uh it's it's odd that we're in a day and age where we have to say it like hey don't fucking say what he says or don't tweet what he says or whatever but i was like you know what actually people probably do need to say that because yeah. That would suck. I know. I probably would have. I probably would have said something. Um, because, if you said something on here, I would have been like, uh, yeah, "Don't do that." Yeah, probably not. Um, but I was like, I, I, I don't usually like freak out about that kind of stuff. Like, if they were like, "Hey, you're gonna sit next to uh, like Nick Miller from New Girl," I'd be like, "Oh, that's awesome," but I wouldn't be like, "Holy fucking shit!" Taylor Kitsch is on another level for me. Uh, he we love him obviously friday night lights um but i was i was sitting next to him or i was sitting next to like he was like three seats away from me um because his buddies two of his buddies were in between us as a buffer Uh um but uh yeah he he was a good dude he was quiet very mysterious shy uh 
and uh, very, very, very handsome. Just as handsome in person. Um, I didn't take any pictures or anything. Uh, that's going to be one of my greatest life regrets that I didn't get a picture with him. I tried to play it cool. Um, you know, as soon as he got there, uh, we we discussed this beforehand. Like, I wasn't going to show up and just be like, hey, can I get a picture with you? Because that yeah. immediately ruins, like, any chance of us becoming friends. If yeah. I asked him to take a picture, he's like, all right, this guy's fucking annoying, whatever. I'll take a picture with him. I don't want anything to do with him for the rest of the day, pretty much. So I kind of wanted to, you know, keep the dream alive. You know, buddy, buddy. Uh, chat him up throughout the the skills competition. Him and his buddies. Uh, it was going pretty well. Uh, I was very pleased with 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 the direction and things were where they were heading. Uh, but they ended up taking off like three quarters of the way through the skills competition, never to return or be seen again. So uh, I didn't get that picture that I was planning for at the end of the night. That's awful. That was that felt like that was like throwback early weeks of brunch, like getting guest shit because as soon as you said you were going or that that was going to happen, we like, we texted about how exciting it was and how like, can you fucking believe it all stuff? And then it was like, all right, what's your plan? And you were like, you're like definitely getting a pick. And I was like, when? And you're like, at the end, I was like, good boy. So yeah, you're not going to say Friday night lights. You're going to say, yes, Only that's the a brave. That was an, yeah. That was another part. You were you like, like, yep. You were like, tell him, tell him you loved only the brave. And I was like, right. Because I'm not going to say Friday night lights because he hears that shit all the fucking time. And he'll be like, oh, this kid's fucking basic and hasn't watched anything that I've done in the past 10 years. Right. And if you went to see only the brave, there's a good chance that it was because you're a Taylor Kitsch fan. So that it's assumed then that, okay, so he likes Friday night lights. He likes all my shit. And what was also cool is, uh, your whole life had prepared you for this moment because we had intel on Taylor Kitsch's personality because Derek Phillips, a.k.a. Yeah. Billy Riggins, had told us that one time they were at a bar and people walked in, in Texas and people walked in, saw the Riggins brothers drinking beers, were very excited, tried to buy him shots and everything, much like their characters on Friday Night Lights. And Billy Riggins, uh, Derek, had said that that was fine for him but that's not Taylor Kitsch's personality. He doesn't really drink, doesn't really uh, get after it as as often or as much as Tim Riggins did. So right. you kind of um, knew going in that you might be dealing with a a, a kind of shy fella. I was uh, I was thinking I was trying to figure out a way in which I could sneak Derek Phillips into the conversation, uh, but it never happened. Uh, I think that would have been like yeah. a really cool move. Like if I and if I referred to him as Derek Phillips and not uh, uh, Billy Riggins, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think he would have been impressed. But I never got a chance to uh, to slip that into a conversation because I never talked about Friday Night Lights. He did ask me uh, about if I'd seen Waco, and I, it literally fucking broke my heart that I had to tell him no <laughs> um, because I just no, I haven't seen. I just because I just haven't seen like the first. I think there was one episode um, by the time. Um, but when we were when we were at the, the skills competition and he was like, hey, have you seen the, the new show on Paramount Network? And I was like, ah, no, but yeah. I'm going to. And I've heard great things, but I just haven't gotten a chance to see you. He was like, no big deal, man. Did you uh, tell him? Uh, did you tell him that you work in the media? 
Uh, I told his buddy. His buddy was asking me what I did, and, uh, and then that information was relayed to him. Okay, so that could have wow. been a turnoff for him, but I would have right. said, uh, hey, so this is uh, wild, but I've actually worked with uh, your pal Derek Phillips. And then he'd be like, oh, what? Like, what'd you do? And then he'd be like, I have a podcast. Anytime I have to tell somebody bigger than me, like, like I have a podcast, it's yeah. it, it makes a piece of me die inside because nobody fucking wants to hear about your podcast, especially if they're a big deal. Right. I, I always refer to it with people in my life as the podcast. As, right. Like, you know, I do if the they podcast. they know about it, even if they don't know about it and they know you, you can just say like, yeah. oh, the podcast. They'll just be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, like any work people who you may not have met before, I'll always like, because I bring you up all the time. I got that mentionitis. I'll be like, well, I was with Pete, the guy I do the podcast with. And it just, it's like a nice little, uh, the like business partner way of uh, presenting stuff, but uh, there you go. I was I was texting with Feidelberg the next day about uh, whether or not he was gonna be here, and after like ten seconds, I was like, "Yo, but seriously, you hear what Pete did?" And he was like, "Did he get a pick?" I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. It's it's gonna it's gonna haunt no, me for a long it. time. You played it right, but there was a risk involved. You took the risk. Yeah, I did. And I was I was hoping that off. like I was hoping that the my emergency backup plan was that they would have fucking shown him on TV and I would have been right next to him, which would have been way cooler, honestly. Yeah. But I apparently they yeah. just didn't fucking show him on TV, which is like the most NHL thing. You have I a know. fucking endless star show up to your all-star game and he's in the crowd and you don't give a single shot of him. What the hell? This is a bigger conversation. Is Taylor Kitchen a list star? Uh, he's definitely got a cult not, following. Like to us, not not a list. You, he is an A plus. He's probably B. If he's not a list, he's a high B. But like he's starring yeah. in a, even if it's the Paramount Network, he's starring in a series alongside Michael Shannon. And Michael Shannon Ooh, is an A list. I don't know star. Michael Shannon's in that. Michael Shannon yeah. is hot. Yeah, Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon is an A-list star in my book. So if he's an A-list star, Taylor Kitsch is an A-list star. Did you see I think, A-list I think it, by I think association? You, I, think, I think if you don't think that Taylor Kitsch is an A-list star, then that is more of a, a reflection on you than it is on Taylor Kitsch. Oh, no, definitely just not. Wait, a, like me personally? No, 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 no. Like anybody who oh, says like, like one, I okay. he's no, no, but, but a A-list, star. A-list isn't what you do and how you do it. We all know that nobody knocks it out like Taylor Kitsch, but I think that A-list is like household name. Everybody knows who he is. He's in the new Will Smith thing. Like, cause A-list, the first person you think of is Will Smith, right? Probably not, but he's up there. Yeah. But like, a- well, like A-list celebrity, I guess is probably Will Smith or like, you know, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, the, the the real biggies like Miles Teller has become an A list star, you know. And yeah, I would maybe say Taylor that Kitchen isn't there. Miles, then maybe Michael Shannon isn't there either. Yeah, I he guess could not I think be. Uh, I think they're like B list. Yeah, but they're A list like the in their like idea. industries. Yeah, I guess that's what I was. Thinking I still of. like the idea of the episode being called A list by association. Um, okay. Well, you you didn't get a picture with Taylor Kitsch, and that that w- I was thinking that like that the shot of 
uh, the, like the TV shot would be the fucking best because it would it would look like you were hanging out with Taylor Kitsch. But right. uh, you weren't able to get a picture with uh, Taylor Kitsch. I was able to get a uh, video with Darren Rovell. And I did see that. The high it was, it was uh, I just walked over to him and I was like, hey, Darren. Like as I, I was taking out my phone, I was like, all right, just got to take a quick video of us waving. He was like, okay. <laughs> like, like not even who are you again, just – and then after I was like – I was like, we talked last year, but I'm the guy that – uh, you you did the podcast with about about people not liking you, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Isn't it so cold out? And I was like, "Oh God, Darren, I love you so much." No, you we were just he was like he was like it's so cold out, and we're all in this big warm place. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, that is cool, Darren." Oh, he's, what a nerd! He's the best. The best part was it was like the one time I was sitting down in the media workroom, and uh, I was sitting with uh, Kevin Duffy from Mass Live and uh, Ryan Hannibal from WEI.com. and I got like I saw Darren Rovell got up. Walked out, walked over to him for like ten seconds. Took out my phone, came back, sat down, and they were like, "What did you?" Do? And I, like, I immediately like got to work on my computer, and they were like, "What did you just do?" And are you making a gif of it? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome." Uh, it was a pretty so cool. fucking cool. He's not cool, but he's uh, he's better well, than he's people like, give him credit for. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like a very nice guy. He doesn't uh he obviously doesn't have the most polished personality, but fuck who cares? Like a lot of people like have I don't know, some people don't look good, you know? Everybody has their problems. So I uh I thought that was pretty good. I also used a uh, a bit of intel from you in a little video on opening night. Dave Portnoy snuck in to uh the media thing. To the mm-hmm. to the whole like media night, and uh, I was talking to Casey Smith, who knows Portnoy. She's gone over and done a couple of things on there before, and I was like, I remembered that you had talked to Portnoy once upon a time about brunch, and when you said like, "Oh, like what do you think of brunch?" He was like, I'm not sure what that is. And you were like, it's the podcast I do with DJ Bean. And he was like, I've never heard that name before. So I stuck that in my back pocket. I was going to wait till the moment was right. And uh, so then I'm standing there with Portnoy and Casey. And I was like, oh, Dave, uh, I work with with Casey. Could I just quickly shoot something really quick with you? I'm Dave. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I just did a thing of him like ranking uh, NBC Sports Boston Power by Xfinity personalities. And I said DJ Bean last because I knew that he was going to be like, what the fuck is that name? And that's exactly what he did. And it was awesome. <laughs> well, uh, it was that was a nice little like uh, confirmation to me that when I was uh, that, not. Yeah, that he wasn't dicking around. Yeah, that he he was being uh, authentic, that he just had no clue what brunch is or who you are. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? When you told me that, that was like a little feather in my cap. I, I just felt it feels good when people don't know who you are. You know, is that like a weird thing? Yeah, it, I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> Especially like I know, I know. Uh, but we've talked about that. Like you, like you like the idea of notoriety and people, and I don't know. Like I, I always have been kind of weirded out by that, and uh, 
every now and then when you get a confirmation that you have none of that, you're like, ooh, yeah, that's that good stuff. Like, I like knowing people who, like, I, I like knowing, like, relatively uh, notable uh, slash quasi-famous people. I think that's really cool. But uh, I like the idea that if I'm hanging out with somebody who's got any bit of fame and someone comes up to us, they have to introduce me and say, like, hi, like, oh, this is DJ versus, like, oh, this is DJ. You may know him from blah, blah. I like that you may not know me. Uh, speaking of which, a couple a uh, couple brunch fans in Tampa over the weekend, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Met him and uh, I met a few of them, which is really cool. And it was like one of those, hey, where's your boyfriend uh, situations? I know. You know, like when, know. when you're a couple and you go somewhere alone, everybody's like, hey. Where's the other person? Yeah. I'm like, hey, I have a life too, and I do things on my own sometimes. For all you guys know, uh, but uh, I um, I went to a I went to Emily Benjamin's housewarming party. Her and her husband got a new house, very nice, and uh, I put on the RSVP that uh, I always because on evites you can always uh, say how many people you're bringing, so yep. I just always say. It's going to be me plus eight kids. Um, so when I walked in, Emily's dad was like, hey, where are the eight kids? And I said, oh, they're at home with Danielle. And he got that Heim joke. He got that I'm married to Danielle Heim joke. And I was like, that, this is one cool guy. Oh, man. Oh, we should talk about this. Uh, over in Tampa, some guy, so my the screensaver on my phone is uh, the Heim sisters, and it's a great photo. Oh no, no, yeah, you have like a like a like a photo shoot one of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's just like a really great photo in which the three of them have their eyes closed, uh, and they're very close together, and it's beautiful and wonderful. And so that's my screensaver on my phone or my lock screen. And I was at the bar in Tampa. And uh, talking to a stranger, as one does, um, and he saw the picture on my lock screen. He was like, hey, who are those girls? And I was like, oh, they're my sisters. I was feeling pretty good at this point. Was a little lubed up. Uh, just decided yeah. to lie. And I was like, hey, they're my sisters. And he was like, oh, uh, what are their names? And I was like, uh, Danielle, Alana, and Esty. And he was like, Esty, what kind of name is that? And I was like, I can't say Jewish because I don't know anything about Jewish culture. Uh, yeah. Is Esty Jewish, by the way? Is that like a Jewish name? Seems like it. Oh, uh, I so I said, Esty Heim Jewish. And I was like, yes, she is. <laughs> no, obviously. But like, is that name Jewish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have okay. no idea. And well, okay. Uh, well, I said, uh, it's short for Estefania. <laughs> and because I, I could not pronounce estefania as a child and he was like oh that's pretty sweet and i was like yeah it is <laughs> and that was the end of that i love that shit that always made me laugh so hard the stuff of like oh i couldn't say this when i was a kid so we all called him this like then fucking wait till you can say it and then <laughs> call it the the real name like everybody else but i remember it kind of like, goes along with I mean, that's the kind of the, the MO of this podcast. If we don't know something, we just pretend it's true. And yeah. then even if we find out it's not true, we st- still keep pretending that we were right. Can I tell you a little something about uh, my past? Oh, God. 
Uh, When I dabbled in stand-up comedy, that was one of my jokes. What was? That uh, how come when a kid can't say something, they just let them say the wrong thing and then change that person's name forever versus just fucking waiting till that person's smarter and older and able to fucking speak. Anyway, I, I had some good examples. There may have been a little tag on there. It was like uh, something about like re- respect with old people, and uh, I think there was a. It was a uh, like, oh, you want to go by grandpa? Well, sorry, a fucking one year old can't talk yet, so we're gonna call you tampon for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's not bad. It was pretty. It was a pretty good joke. It's I was like okay. A, you know what? I'll be honest. I was okay. That's like a warm up joke. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was that. That was a fucking closer. That was no, no, no that chance. brought the house Excuse down. Me. That, Excuse that me. brought the house down. When I did, uh, when I did stand up classes, I went last at the uh, at the show that we did at the end. So, how about that? Congrats, man! It was uh, let's bring in the ringer. There were some fucking funny ass kids in that class. James the Sabatino, Roxy's Grilled Cheese, was in that class, and his hilarious. shit was so. Yeah, he's way man, funnier than you. Stand up's awesome. Uh, no, he's not. He's very <laughs> funny. Um, but I don't know. I could say that. I could say, I could say that. I could say anybody's name in that situation. You would say no, he's not. Like I could say Bill Burr. He's he's funnier than you. You'd be like ah, I don't know. Maybe no, in the, maybe I, in like, some situations. No, I, I I have a I know that I have a very specific sense of humor. So. I think that uh, – like I don't think that I'm the funniest person in the world, but I think that I'm funnier than like your average person. You know, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. Speaking of Emily's husband, uh, he's yeah. a daily fantasy expert. Oh, yes. Yo, play DraftKings football shit for the Super Bowl with promo code yes. brunch. That was this is really terrible, the last big terrible promo for it, to do but... daily fantasy football for a little while. So get it in, man. Does our promo code even still work on DraftKings? I think it does. Okay, well, there's only one way to yeah. find out. So if you're playing daily fantasy for the Super Bowl, uh, which yeah. I'm sure is a lot of fun because there are a ton of profits and all that or whatever, uh, use DraftKings and use promo yeah. code BRUNCH. It will be a lot of fun. I'm going to uh, do it. So let me tell you something, DJ. Uh, I recently tried an app called Simple Contacts, and it saved me a bunch of time and money on ordering contact lenses. And I got two contact lenses in a box uh, in the mail with pretty much zero effort, which is unbelievable. Uh, I have to share this with the listeners. If you wear contacts, you know it can be a pain to order them, and you probably dread the annual eye appointment to renew your prescription. Well, Simple Contacts brings the doctor to you. You can take a vision test at home in under five minutes. Then a real doctor reviews your tests and writes you a new prescription. Uh, This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye exam, but it is a very convenient way to order contacts from your coach, uh, which is unbelievably convenient. Simple Contacts offers every brand of contact lenses and their prices are unbeatable. Uh, But on top of that, our listeners get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order with promo code BRUNCH. So to save $30 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash brunch or enter promo code brunch at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com slash brunch or enter promo code brunch at checkout. Have fun. 
Whoa, have fun. Speaking of having fun, you mentioned earlier that you were a little lubed up. Uh, Want to hear about a uh, sub-fun drunk experience I had this week? Ooh, sure. So I got back to my hotel room, was very overserved, uh, but it was it was good. It was like a, everyone had fun, kind of drunk, and I'm just going to go back to my room and pass out, and it's going to be great. And as soon as I fall into bed, uh, the air here is very dry or cold or whatever, whatever might lead to a bloody nose. And then I got a fucking bloody nose. Having a bloody nose when you're drunk sucks. It was the worst fucking time I've ever had. And it's, I feel like a lot of people get bloody noses when they're drunk, but they probably get punched because drunk (laughs) people like to fight. That I feel is different. Having like a fucking normal run of the mill bloody nose when you're drunk sucks. And it sucks because that that's fucking, it was, it seems like a you thing. I feel like you would always get bloody noses. just my luck kind of thing. Well, yeah. I haven't. It was my first bloody nose in years because uh, my nose, as I've said, uh, is cauterized. But it was. Oh, yes, we've discussed it was, this. It was the other nostril. So, Ooh. serves me wrong. I bet they had like a buy one, get one half off when I went to do it. And I was like, no, nah, it seems like a scam. And I didn't do it. And <laughs> I, I should have. You've had a pretty big. Uh, for the full you've had a pretty big nose week. Uh, you and our uh, our new friend Kelly Rowe, who's uh, who works in Detroit as a news person, uh, you guys oh, yeah. shared a bond over uh, your noses. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't want to I don't want to shoot my wad here because we're gonna have her on. And we're actually gonna do an episode about noses. That'll be fun for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I everyone, and I'll I'll mention this on that, so I'll just do it quickly, but. Every person with the big nose does have their kind of come to Jesus moment with their nose, you know. I uh, where they just kind of I, embrace it and it's it's yeah. part of you. Yeah, like look at the cover of the Kaleidoscope Heart by Sarah Bareilles. It is literally two shots of her, or it's the same shot, like mirror image, I guess, um, of her doing uh, like a profile view. And oh, okay, yeah, I do. I knew do know that album. Yeah, I've never and I've I've never You're a really funky hat. Yeah. I've never really worried about like my nose. It's I've got this thing where people for all the insecure no, I actually I insecurities is a bad word because I legitimately have zero insecurities, which is that's not necessarily a good thing. Um but uh a lot of people think that just because I'm very neurotic or whatever that I sweat stuff like that or that like, or that like I feel self-conscious about stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Worry about me for other reasons. There is plenty of fucking, right. re- like I so, said it the other day with like the bell, let's talk thing about like, I don't like when people or I, I feel bad if anyone ever feels embarrassed that they're depressed, that they feel that like, uh, they're like weird or whatever. Like, yeah, you are weird, but it's because you're a fucking human and everybody's weird. You yeah, know, like, it's like your nose be embarrassed is, by other like, shit. Yeah. Your nose is like one of the most defining things about you. Like when you meet you for the first time, that's one of the first things that you'll pick out. Be like, Oh, he's got a, he's got a bit of a schnoz there. Uh, right. but once you get to know you, 
you figure out that you have a million other issues and then you kind of just yeah. forget about the nose. <laughs> but so, so you just made the mistake there. You said other issues like the nose. I think it's not an issue. Think it's, that have... I think it's a, it, that it uh, subtracts like it's not an the issue. The rare it's time just, that someone finds me really distract. attractive, it's got to be for some reason, you know, and maybe it's that nose. Like, I, I think the nose helps more than it hurts. I'll defend yeah, my nose enough. to the death. Fair my enough. nose is fucking awesome. I wouldn't, yeah. maybe um, issue is the wrong word. You have uh, a million other distractions, things that take away. I have a million other features, away. good or bad. <laughs> um, One thing, yeah. I can't believe I had, hadn't mentioned this. Uh, do you know about Gasparilla? Hmm? Do you know about Gasparilla? What's that? It is a. Uh, it happens in Tampa every year. It's like a parade of boats and pirates. Like people just dress up as pirates and get fucking smashed in like a parade and party all day. That sounds amazing. It really wasn't. <laughs> so it was Saturday, um, and. So when I got down to Tampa on Saturday, I got it there in the morning and I saw some girl dressed in full pirates gear throw up on the street at 11 a.m. Awesome. Uh, and just like throughout the day, everybody was dressed as pirates and were like stumbling around the streets, absolutely mm-hmm. wasted and fucking having the time of their lives. But by the time like five o'clock rolled around. It was a nightmare trying to avoid like zombie pirates on the street who would just like look at you and try to start conversations with you about fucking nothing and ask you where shit was, uh, ask you if they could borrow your phone. I was like, no, <laughs> go away from me. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, it seems like a real fucking mess down there uh, every year. And it just so happened to coincide with the uh, the all stars festivities on Saturday. So that was a nightmare. That's hilarious that for some people the that like there's still a world in which can I borrow your phone exists. Yeah, it's like no, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Use your own phone, you idiot. <laughs> right. It's like they have they have uh they have, they have portable chargers now. Like if your phone dies in public, that's on you and that's a you problem that you need to deal with. Don't yes. don't come asking to me and like act like I'm a bad person if I say no. You're not touching my shit. Like, I wouldn't give my phone to a sober person on the street. Never mind a drunk person dressed as a fucking pirate. Yeah. Pirates are notorious I, uh, for stealing shit. Yeah, it's literally their job. Yes. <laughs> oh, Churches has a new song out, and we decide that we're going to take that as an opportunity to rank our top five Churches songs, because that's a thing that we've been doing for a little bit, where we do that with... Uh, seminal artists for us and this was a very fun exercise really quickly though what do you think of the new churches song i uh i really like it actually uh you you said that it was sort of like recover um but i've never been big on recover uh or huge on recover as much as other people were i know that's like one of their top songs for a lot of other people um but like i've never been super into it and i think it's because it really kind of lacks the uh like the boppy uh fun chorus and this song has that so uh for me it takes the good parts of recover and also adds uh an amazing chorus which is so much fun and i really really like this song it's a uh it's a very promising first single off of their new album i think so i i like it don't love it where i disagree is that I don't necessarily 
think it's a that it's a promising first single. I know this album's going to be fucking awesome because they did it with Greg Kirsten, who does all of Adele shit. So it's going to be. It's. I knew that it was going to be very, very accessible. Like this is, this is basically not to discredit the song. It's like a dumbed down version of Recover, which is good in pop music because you want stuff that, like you said, is boppy and fun. Like I like the more kind of theatrical uh, elements of Recover. Like Metallica honestly did this with um, with uh, Enter Sandman. They basically made a song that had the exact same structure. Uh, on their next or two albums later called King Nothing. And it might've been one album later. I forget, but it basically had the same exact bones as Enter Sandman, but it was a little more fun. And I fucking love that song. So maybe I'll, I texted you when we first listened to this, I was like, I think I'm going to come to love it. I don't completely love it yet. Just because I'm, I'm a fucking recover stand, man. I will. That's what it's going to be very high when we rank these songs. So, I mean, like, a big part of the reason why I love Churches so much is, and you know this about me, is, like, I'm a very surface-level pop music listener. Like, if something sounds good and, yeah. you know, it's fun, I am going to enjoy it. And, like, so much of what Churches does is it sounds good, it's a lot of fun, and it's, like, boppy. And also, like, Lauren Mayberry's voice is unbelievable. So, yeah. um, like, there, if, there's a, if, like, a, a Churches song is upbeat, I'm usually going to like it. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very excited for this album. Um, you know, all right, let's uh, rank you know our first. This I don't know if it's the album or uh, or just this single, but like there's uh, I guess they're working with like the National. Oh, so never mind. Yeah, like the guy from the National is in the music is in like the teaser music video, Ugh. and also like they're linked to uh, like the National has been sharing their stuff on uh, on like their social media pages so there's the rumors that like the national is going to be involved in this album well the guys from the national are supposedly really really cool they just don't make good music which is a little bit of a there's a give and take there <laughs> they're the guy you want to grab a beer with but not a guy you want to listen to uh, play music national man i just I can't think of a group where more people have been like, you haven't listened to the right songs. And I'm like, well, then it's then they have too many of the wrong songs. If every time I've heard them, it's not been good, then fuck. Um, but yeah, I agree with I agree with the thing of being like a very surface level pop listener, because really, that's what pop is like. I love when when there's like great, refined, smart pop. That's really that that's what fucking I, I get my rocks off to that shit, but there's a reason why like I love Taylor Swift. You know, it's just the first time you hear it, you're like, I get it, and you don't need to 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 fucking reinvent the wheel. Uh, all right, let's get into our top five uh, churches songs. Are we going backwards or yeah? Let's we'll start with five. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, my fifth one is uh it's probably a surprising one i know that it's not that great but again it's surface level and it's very very fun and dancey uh empty threat oh empty threat's a lot of fun yeah yeah yeah. i mean like i I, I, I would not i would okay i would not have any problem with anybody being like ah that's not a top five song for them uh after this let's talk about uh honorable mentions that we're mad we left off empty threat would be in my honorable mentions okay 
there's one in particular that I'm very surprised didn't make my top five, but it's, there's just not enough room. Uh, my number five is high enough to carry you over. That is that is a good one. That would probably be on my uh, on my honorable mentions. A uh, a Martin song. It's, oh, is uh, it? I didn't very, even know that. He he sings that. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Max Martin. Oh no! It would have been if, if there was a Max Martin Church's song. I can assure you where that would be on this list. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucking amazing. Just fucking do uh, it, Churches. Just Churches a- X Mar- Max Martin. Oof. Oh, banger. Yes. Um, go. Yeah. So number four for me is uh, Never Ending Circles. Ooh, never ending. So this is that's interesting because my number four is the other single from that, uh, or the other pre-album release single, which was "Leave a Trace." Leave a trace. I prefer yeah, "Leave a that, Trace." That, those to, two uh, never ending circles. Those two but for me close. are like kind of interchangeable. Like, so I would put those as three A and three B actually, mm-hmm. if I can do that. Um, so is your number three uh, "Leave a Trace"? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, my number three is Clearest Blue. Ah, that's my number two. Be, Hello. I, yeah, Clearest Blue is just, man. It's the, uh, the, Clearest that Blue song is just so great. Mm. Clearest Blue reminds me of The Handlebar because that was when I fell in love with The Handlebar. Like, they play nice. good music in it, and I was in one class. It was, like, my fifth or sixth class, and we did, like, a very, like, Dicky sludgy climb to clearest blue and i knew it was coming she was like all right uh it was uh sarah who's been on this podcast she was like all right in like in 10 seconds we're just gonna take everything off that wheel and just sprint and it was obviously at the drop and i was like oh my god i'm sweating so much and i'm so fucking happy and excited it was the just like the most fucking fun i've had on a fucking bike um sarah's been on this podcast yeah, she uh, did uh, Dream Guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, so what's your, your number, number two? two? My, You know my number two is going to be. Uh, do I? Yeah. Hmm. You should what's be able to. Two? I think you know my. You num- All right, let, let, let's do. Let's, let's deduce this. You know my number one is going to be. Yes. So, so you should know my top two are going to be. So if it's not oh, number one, recover, it's number two. Recover. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All cool. right. Yeah, I, f- I forgot about recover, but even though we just talked about it, um, so you recover-, recover because it's the way it starts is really interesting, and it's just it's so. I I I hate using the same term over and over again, but it's so fucking theatrical, and it's so. It's angsty in a way that angsty music is all kind of made the same way. Like the the chorus of uh, of this new one, "Get Out," is very like "Get Out, Get." Like that that's how kind of angsty fun pop goes. Yeah, but this very is dramatic. more like it, yes, yes, exactly, yes. That's a good way of putting it, and I just love it. And I love that at the end of the chorus, uh, it kind of resets with just. What a song! I love it. Um, you you said like we're gonna have the same number one, right? Yeah, our number one is gonna be uh, the mother we share. Yeah, right. That's just okay. that is a that, that is a perfect my, pop song. Yeah, and I will 
I will owe a debt of gratitude forever to that song because it's what introduced me to churches and yes. uh, what an introduction it was. I know. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. The first time I heard it and it's the intro is obviously really cool. And that like the, the oh, 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 oh thing that happens throughout the song, but just the verse is so fucking clean, but big. So it was when like the verse came in that I was like, okay, I'm going to love this shit. And uh, that's not even the coolest part of that song. You know what my favorite part of that song is? What? At the end, uh, at the end when she does the last chorus, uh, yeah, at, at the end when she does the last chorus and does the, uh, in the mother we share, we'll never keep our bread for falling, and it does the, uh, the OOOs thing until the song ends. Yeah. Uh, Martin sings a little uh, counter melody over it, and he does like a, oh, 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 and it, like, it's just, for some reason, that just fucking gets me. It's just like a nice little small touch to be like, man, this, we've been humming at like a 9.5 this entire song. Let's just lightly get you up to 10. I love it. What a fucking song. It's, it's crazy that they, uh, like that, that that was the introduction for both of us and neither of us has been let down by anything that they've done after that. Yeah. Because that is setting the bar so fucking high. Uh, and yeah. just like just introducing yourself, looking your absolute best and then just showing up and being, I wouldn't even say like worse, but like different, but just as good. Yeah. Like, like B.O.B., everyone's favorite B.O.B. stuff is probably from either one of his mixtapes or uh, The Adventures of B.O.B., uh, B.O.B., Bobby Ray, whatever it's called. Um, that, it's like if it's if you're like, hey, what's your favorite B.O.B. song? You're like, that first shit that I heard from him. And now I fucking hate the guy because he's come out with so much whack, weird stuff since. Here, our favorite thing is the first thing we've heard from them, and we're just as in love as we were in the, right. the, the first moment we heard that song. I, I think that it would be a cool touch at a wedding to walk in the, you know, like at the uh, reception when they bring them in and say like, for uh, now here's the husband and wife and they walk in and everyone cheers and then the party starts. I always thought that they should walk into uh, the mother we share, just the, the, the OOs. That'd be really cool. Hmm. Maybe if either one of us ever gets married, seems unlikely. Um, no, when we, can we do DJ that. weddings, when we, oh, uh, when yes. we MC weddings, we yes. can do that. Yeah, yeah so hire it. us. Absolutely. I still um, want to do that. So someone pay us to do that too. shit. Buy our equipment and we'll do it. So uh, You mentioned the word angsty while talking about them. I think one of my favorite parts about churches is that they, they're they like kind of three uh, third eye blind in a way. They make like really fun pop songs. But like if you listen to the lyrics, you're like, wow, this shit's kind of dark and really sad. Yeah, yeah. And third I think that's a really cool. cool combination. Not enough people do that, I think. Yeah. Uh, you want to do our top one uh, Third Eye Blind song rankings? Top one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I doubt that we're going to have the same one. Oh, we are not. Yeah, I would imagine not. Um, okay, what's your number one Third Eye Blind song? Graduate. Oh, that's a good one. I do like that song a lot. But it's not my number one. Uh, my number one would be How's It Gonna Be. That is That would be top three. That is a great song. Third Eye Blind is fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I miss you. 